Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. I'm your host, Greg Marzak, excited to be bringing you some of the best lacrosse content on the internet. If this is your first time joining, welcome. My name is Greg Marzak. I am a former uh, college lacrosse player, uh, current coach, and also, I guess, current player uh, with the uh, Polish national team. Um, but, you know, just a kid growing up that uh, played lacrosse, was very fortunate to have played and, and taken it to um, some pretty unique opportunities. And the point of this uh, podcast is to bring some lacrosse content to fans uh, and youth players alike and to continue to grow the game. I think one of the highlights that I started last year and want to continue is each episode. If you're a young player, uh, thank you for listening, obviously, but you know, put your headphones in and go out and hit the wall. Um, these usually last about 20, 30 minutes, um, and they're a great opportunity to, to listen to either former players or current players, uh, and, and it's just an opportunity to go out and get better. So um, thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. You know, Hit the wall if you can to get better or, or forward this on to anyone that needs to hit the wall and uh, just tell them, hey, put it in and uh, put in the work and the wall uh, will we'll get you better and we'll, we'll take you where, where you need to go. So without further ado, let's get started. Extremely excited to bring uh, season two. We've had a lot of requests and I do apologize. Um, we've had a lot going on, but there's some very exciting content. We'll talk about that later in this episode. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by the official sponsor of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show, Omnia Lacrosse. Whether you're in Grand Rapids, Hazlitt, Metro Detroit, Traverse City, Alma, Omnia Lacrosse is the premier club lacrosse program in the state of Michigan. I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it. That's why I coach for them. They are the top lacrosse program in the state of Michigan for club lacrosse. So whether you're looking to just get started an entry-level playing or you want to take your game to the next level and go on the recruiting tournaments, Omnia Lacrosse is the club program for you. Check out their website at omnialacrosse.com or use the link on, on my website, Braveheart Lacrosse Show, uh, to find out what opportunities are available. Thank you, Omnia. As always, uh, huge shout out to the guys there. Um, and let's start off with that. So, Omnia updates my thoughts so far this uh, fall, and and where things are going. So, um, Omnia uh, started a couple weeks ago, and let's see, we're at nine, at least ten weeks ago, um, with a little bit different format this this uh, fall. We've had teams you know practicing east side and west side during the week and we've had you know uh, small group sort of practices indoor sessions a lot of skill development uh, a lot of tight spaces drills working on on player stick work i know the west side is doing their thing um, and then we've we've brought the teams together uh, for the single a and double a practices respectively in east lansing uh, usually uh, multiple times times per um Per month, and those have been going incredible. It's great to see a lot of uh, fall development. I know it's been a little tough because you know for everybody, uh, 
there's just different sports going on. It's off season for lacrosse. And so getting guys to practice on a regular basis is a little bit difficult. We've tried to schedule around it, um, you know, with, with some of our, our top athletes playing dual sports. You know, the high school teams have had to combine some practices. Uh, but overall, it's been incredible, um, incredible uh, fall, you know, no major injuries and just a lot of development. Shout out to all the parents who have been getting up and driving their kids to <laughs> Saturday morning practices in East Lansing, um, meeting in the middle of the state, giving up uh, you know some of that precious college football time. Uh, but you know I think that those uh, sacrifices and you know the kids being there uh, are, are paying dividends. And and uh, I'll start off with this. So you know just just great all around, but. Um, when I look at this landscape of Omnia lacrosse and, and talent, we are heavy loaded, and I'll say it out front, but heavy loaded at the youth level. Our U10s, our U12s, our U13s and 14s are without a doubt some of the most talented young kids that I've been around. It's great. I Listen, I understand that as a uh, young adult and talking about young kids and saying these kids are good is like a wild thing. But uh, this is is crazy to see. This, this team this summer uh, had the best records within Omnia as a program, right? Again, uh, what does that mean? Well, they went 59 and one in, in off in, in, you know, the summer ball tournaments in their regular season. Like they are I get excited talking about it because they are incredibly talented. And so within, you know, the program of Omnia, there is so much opportunity coming up at that young level. Um, the kids are like, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny to just, you know, obviously encourage this. But when you see the team showing up every day, um, the kids getting together, you know, and, and, and not just developing on field, but having relationships with each other, right? Having, building sort of a bond, kids that aren't from the same school, um, all guys coming together and pushing each other uh, for, for something that they believe in. It's really, you know, a testament to, I think, um, what type of kids they are, what type of, of environment they're in, um, and and just all around a great uh, great experience for those kids. And again, it's it's something that while, you know, the coaches and I are there and, and trying to nurture this, um, this is something I think bigger than us and, and something that we're happy to be a part of, hopefully looking to foster, but also really proud that those kids have, have come together and developed the way they have. And without a doubt, I'm excited to see them play. I know they had uh, an incredible, we'll go back, they had an incredible um, performance out east in the fall. Now we've got um, the upcoming tournament here this weekend. We're going down to Ohio. The young guns are going to get another shot at uh, at the Resolute Black. Hopefully, we'll see a matchup in the championship down there. This this weekend is going to be uh, some incredible Midwest youth and and high school lacrosse matchups, uh, not only in the Midwest but also in the country, and it's going to be awesome to see. I'm I'm really looks. I know it's you know this again. Who talks about lacrosse on the internet for 30 minutes each week and who's looking at U10s and U12s? Um, it's a really wild thing to do. But here, here we are. The kids requested it. Um, and, and you know, as someone who's coached, I don't know, 200 events probably now, um, you know, given four, four summer every year for, you know, just being around 
youth and high school lacrosse. You sort of recognize when there's there's talent at one level, and we have a couple of those, and we're very excited. We're open to you know getting kids in that development that want to be that highly competitive, a part of a highly competitive team, right? Competing at each tournament. Um, and, and it's just fun when you can do that. Now, of course, that's not going to be every program. That's not going to be every summer team. That's not going to be every experience. When it's there, you foster it. You you allow it to develop and encourage it. Uh, but you also understand that um, you're taking a step back from, from this highly competitive team, that there are also players who want to develop just the fundamentals, right, who are just getting in. And uh, we've had incredible success at that level as well. Um, looking at the the earlier sessions in our in our workouts and seeing the, some of the single A guys that have come a really long way, uh, who you know we couldn't really even get through practice without having to hit the wall two three times because it was so so big of an emphasis. But um, I I do believe that that all around we've seen growth within the program, um, and one of the things I'll emphasize here. I know we talked about it in the beginning, but when you're working on wall ball, right? Uh, and this isn't going to be the most exciting topic, but it's something to consider. When you're working on wall ball, right, you don't need to spend an hour just chucking the ball against the wall, right? Break it down into, you know, five minute, really focused, high intensity sessions. Every minute, 60 seconds, start the clock and try to challenge yourself on how many passes you can get within the minute. And this is something that we focus on during practice, right? We put the timer on, we give kids guide, you know, give kids this guidance of saying, listen, your level, what you're shooting at, you should be hitting the wall in a minute, 40 to 45 reps without any bounces, right? Keep the ball, you know, get a few balls, put them at your feet. You drop the ball, pick it up, pick another one up, keep it moving. And within, you know, 60 seconds, you should be able to catch and pass the ball 40 to 45 times. Now, when you get to higher levels, right, moving up through varsity of, of, of high school, you know, lacrosse and moving on potentially to college, that number bumps up to 60, right? You're trying to get a pass a second without any drops, you know, you're just 60 seconds trying to build up the endurance, pass the ball, bang, bang it out. Um, and, and if you focus in that time on hitting the wall, and, you know, getting your feet set, you know, not just standing flat footed, but getting your body into the rhythm, catching the ball right up by your ear, one cradle, let it release. Um, that's how you get better, right? Challenge yourself in those five minute intervals. Each time I'm trying to get one pass more than I did the last time. You got 45 seconds, you get 60 seconds, 45 passes. You got 45, get 50 now, get 46, whatever it is challenge yourself to get better rather than just go out there and say, oh, I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to lob the ball up. And this is something I have to do, right? Challenge yourself. And, and I, I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're, we're, you know, trying to bring that in and incorporate our listeners to do it. But this is what we did at practice, you know, every day, uh, you know, during the week, challenge those kids, really focus, you'll get a water after really hit the wall and, and now, you know, we're able to get into tight spaces drills where guys can get tight crease feeds and finish. And they, they listen, I'll be honest, this early uh, couple of weeks of practice was just rough with those guys because we were, we were, we were trying to build a fundamental level. And so when you see that and you have those guys in the program, you have to tailor your practices and focus on development. Whereas 
when you get to a really high level team, high functioning team who's all there at practice and they want to go, you know, then you can tailor and, and run an up tempo practice. You can focus on more transition drills, right? You can work on um, a little two man game, right? Trying to build things up in an advanced offense that you plan on installing. But, but I think that we, not just to talk up Omnia, but that is something that coaches have to acknowledge as something I'm, you know, still working on improving is, okay, not every practice is going to be able to, uh, to, 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 you have to tailor the practice to what is needed at that time and what those players need. And I think Omnia does a really good job at it, not just trying to run, you know, play the hits and, and run the same practices over and over, right? You focus on drills that those guys need at that particular time. And that changes. And, and um, so those are some of my uh, topics about Omnia. Like I mentioned, we do have, I know we spent a lot of time talking about that, but we do have this upcoming event in Columbus. We'll give a recap next week. Very exciting. Okay, so a little bit of a transition here. Um, another opportunity that I had, we'll just talk about uh, me and, and my s- scope of uh, Michigan youth and uh, Midwest youth and high school lacrosse. So this uh, fall, I uh, started working again with um, the Black Grizzlies, uh, and we had some opportunities um, to go and play some extremely high-level competition there uh, with with um, the Black Grizzlies. And so, um, what a what an honor! You know, it was awesome. A team that I played for to be able to go back and and help coach those guys and and. Uh, you know, to see some incredible talent out there and, and you know, try to coach and, and pass on some knowledge that, you know, not that long ago, at least I felt like, but it seems like it's it's uh, been a while now um, to see those guys sort of to carry it on. And so um, we went to uh, three events, three events. We were down at uh, NXT. We had the event at uh, Indianapolis. We were at... Um, uh, Western Reserve, and then we went back down to uh, Indianapolis again for an event that actually used to be Can-Am at, at uh, Country Day, but has, has grown and, and sort of morphed into this other opportunity. Um, but let's go over that. So um, Black Grizzlies definitely went up against uh, some big-time competition down in Ohio. We'll talk about that, um, starting with Everest Academy, uh, a, a team that came in and the Black Grizzlies actually beat early morning game. You know, pretty good competition, couple of recruits there, um, but overall a good time. And then, so at this event, um, like we said, we had a um, couple incredible Midwest competition, uh, and and it was it was a matchup of some incredible teams. So like we said, um, Everest, there's uh, Hamish going to Maryland, Brother Rice, obviously, uh, um, and the Black Grizzlies. Uh, Rob McMichael, uh, defenseman, going to Bellman, incredible. I've had the opportunity to coach him and, and see him play. Um, you know, also Sam Klein uh, going to Bryant, and then you, you, you know, we had uh, Western Reserve and Culver, which is, I mean, two without a doubt of the top, you know, ten teams I'd say in in ten fifteen. So out of the top twenty five, right? We're, we're, we've maybe got two or three teams there. Um, and, I mean, where to go with this? So just reading off a couple names, 
obviously, I would assume most of the people that are listening to this podcast are, you know, uh, young kids or, or trying to keep an eye on the recruiting scene. Um, Jack um, uh, Bryant from Western Reserve, defenseman. Uh, Ty Banks, another defenseman from Western Reserve. Uh, Gabriel Sorchin. Um, from Culver, an attackman, Sebastian West, midfielder from Culver, Nick Rode, Culver attackman, uh, Rowan, Caden, Zachary, you know, th- these guys are at, at Culver, all committed to play Division One, and, you know, to see them go up against each other uh, was, was just an awesome time. So a lot of Midwest competition there. And uh, it was it was overall a pretty good event, I would say. Um Let's see, you know, the Western Reserve and Culver uh, style of play really mirrors each other, if not the same thing, right? They're trying to get these over-the-top picks. They're looking to set a pick down low, sweep over the top, look to the backside cut, or if they get that shot right, they're they're taking it. And so, um, you know, we had to really try to coach that up. I mean, they were just, you know, in the middies have to be able to talk on defense and communicate that this pick is coming from over the top. And so a lot of two-man game, but it really, again, they're trying to dodge down the side, look over back, push over top, and um, look to generate offense when the defense can't spin on the backside. And so, you know, it was, it, it was good. I mean, it was incredible competition. Uh, I think, you know, Culver, Western Reserve had an incredible game, and then they, you know, came and the Black Grizzlies played. And so overall, just a great, great day for lacrosse, beautiful weather, incredible competition and what more can you ask for some of the top recruits in the country getting after it and looking forward to see a lot of those guys you know not only this year but starting up next year and at uh, the division one level um so that you know a little bit different obviously not just focused on on uh michigan but you know spreading out and seeing what the midwest has to offer coped with uh what we have going on this this upcoming weekend in columbus just going to be some of the who's who uh, in in Division One recruiting, uh, and it'll be cool to see. I mean, you know, if you like looking at watching <laughs> watching lacrosse, like there's incredible opportunities out there. Um, so we'll we'll go again um, a little bit of of just personal news and just some things that had been going on this fall. Um, I took in this sort of opportunity with Detroit Mercy. Um, on the board for the the Titans uh, for the athletic department and and started to get uh, some some fundraising going and helping support that program where we got the new field developed which looks beautiful was able to get out there for alumni game and uh, for the alumni game and play on the new field so that was awesome um, and we had so again going into that the alumni weekend uh, we had an alumni game. It was great to see a lot of guys back in town and, and, and being able to hang out. And I helped coordinate both the game, the fundraiser that we had, which we'll talk about in a second, and then you know to see them play uh, Albion and some, some, some competition against someone else in a different uniform. That was, that was cool. I stopped by. So uh, let's talk about the game. Yeah, I got out there on the field and uh, I think uh, – we were we were a little out conditioned, you know. We had alumni there, and and uh, it was cool to see uh, the Bernie family, some of the Don, the, you know, the Don family of uh, Detroit Athletics. But have them out there, and and Mike, who I played with, uh, helping us out, and um, 
yeah, I mean, just just a just a fun time. Get out there, no injuries, thankfully. You know, still trying to stay healthy and and uh, avoid the <laughs> avoid the crutches, especially uh, when you got work on Monday morning. Um, and then we had the fundraiser, and so this was the first time that uh, we hosted it. Uh, you know, I've been sort of helping out in a part of the alumni event. Um, we had it at at Callahan Hall in the uh, Titan Athletic Club, the Titan Club, uh, which is sort of the the boosters. You know, the the, the gathering there on campus. We had a nice. Uh, barbecue and and uh some some adult pair beverage pairings and it was awesome to get you know the alumni back and all of us hanging out and then the parents of current players there and um you know i i i uh i really am looking forward to this season you know i think it's going to be tough don't get me wrong a son with the newly added teams and all the travel doesn't make it easy but uh, it's going to be great to have games back at uh, Titan Field and be down on campus. And uh, for this relationship that we started to build with some of the current players and their parents and the, uh, the alumni, it's really exciting. And I'm, I'm you know, trying to take some ownership here and help coordinate that. But uh, you know, for any young players that are looking to see Division I lacrosse and some exciting games, we will uh, link the the schedule in the in the bio of this episode, but uh, you know get ready for for the spring coming up. It's going to be great to have a couple Division One teams here in the state of Michigan and some opportunities to see some some games here local. So you know those are those are you know that's that's that took a lot like uh, you know coordinating a fundraiser for almost a uh, hundred people and and help coordinate some. Uh, funds to go back through the program and sort of improve something that I was very fortunate to be a part of it. it, it yeah, it was time that I don't mind spending towards that. And so um, really happy to be a part of it. Really, really enjoyed seeing that come to fruition. And uh, yeah, looking forward to continuing that in the in the future. So um, maybe I'll add some pictures of the event uh, in the in the episode so that everyone can see. But overall, like I said, I, I was just really happy to be a part of it and, and um, you know, trying to pay it forward uh, however best I can. So um, I also know that they had a fall prospect day. I'll put that together a little bit. And uh, so shout out to everyone who attended that. And I'm sure you guys did well. I know Owen, a couple guys that are already committed, just looking lax rats to get on the field. I uh, heard you guys did well, um, and uh, you know I think uh, I think that's that that that's going to be a great uh, great things in the pipeline for Detroit. So um, okay, I know I've been talking for a while, so uh, I'll I'll sort of wrap it up here as we transition. So some exciting things to look forward to: um, the pole and lacrosse. So I will be playing again for them. Um, and we have some updates. We have some training camp and an opportunity coming up in the um, uh, next coming weeks where I'm gonna actually going to be going over there and playing. So maybe we'll get some content out of that event. That'll be cool. Again, college across. We just talked about Detroit. Uh, you know, we're going to have coverage and maybe some preseason predictions and some overviews of things that I'm seeing. Um, really exciting to talk about that. Omnia. Uh, you know, not to talk too much about our official sponsor, but we're going to have this this last event. We're going to have some time off, obviously, to enjoy the holidays. And then we start up with winter. There's uh, indoor activities as well as uh, box. Uh, they're going to be putting together a box team. 
uh, to compete in the league. And so Omnia is going to have some updates. Be sure to check the link in the bio for opportunities to get on the field uh, and get a stick in your hand in the offseason. Some guests. So we're going to be have some exciting guests. We've got some equipment manufacturers. I just got another request for a uh, 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 another uh, nonprofit to come on and talk about how to grow the game in in uh, some developing areas and uh, some other maybe um, large players in the <laughs> lacrosse podcasting scene. Uh, to come on and, and give some interviews. I mean, listen, I know it's a, sort of a niche market and a niche space, but I'm happy to be one of the top um, top 10, maybe top five lacrosse podcasts on the internet and uh, want to continue to bring engaging content as long as uh, people are interested in listening. So, um, and then other, obviously I'll keep uh, sort of a finger on the pulse of other winter events coming up. We're going to have the um, you know, the, the box league, like I mentioned, there's going to be opportunities. So anyone who's listening and looking for an opportunity to play, be sure to check in because uh, I'll have links in the bio and things. So, okay. Thank you again, everyone for listening. I can't, uh, I can't tell you how much it means to me to be talking about lacrosse on the internet. It is sort of wild and it's crazy. Last year, uh, last, last season, we had over 10,000 listens. So, you know, trying to continue to grow that all organically and and, uh, just by word of mouth. So thank you. And um, yeah, have a great rest of your uh, week. Tell your parents you love them and uh, continue to hit the wall. We'll see you out there on the field.